0: My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer.
1: And welcome to the official Superhero Slate review of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse.
0: Oh my gosh! I saw the perfect meme for this, Chris, oh uh, this morning. If you can tell, if you're a frequent listener and have identified my voice like the AI chatbots you are, mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. up earlier than I usually am to record the podcast. And so you're gonna you're gonna wake up with me. You're gonna engage yeah. with me. You're gonna hear the neurons in my brain fire as we start to talk about he, this movie. He he, but... is, he is trying
1: <laughs> as hard as folks. We've been we've been working on his vocal warm ups beforehand, <laughs> so he sounds clear. And and he's uh you know coming at us fresh. This is fresh waking up off this movie here.
0: Yes, but like I, I my alarm went off, rolled out of bed, looked at a couple memes of uh, Spider Verse because now I can look at them on my phone. I've been avoiding them all weekend because I had to wait till uh, Saturday to, to catch the movie. So there was a meme that said "Peak Spider Man Years," and I didn't realize this that the first Spider Verse came out the same year as that first uh. PS4 version of Spider-Man. Yeah. Like it. it's hard to identify that game because it's just called Spider-Man. Uh, I it, guess Insomniac it, yeah, Spider-Man Insomniac is what <laughs> I've
1: seen. Yeah, yeah, Spider- yeah, I always put Spider-Man PS4 down, right? Yeah. Kind of thing. And
0: then in this year of 2023, we get another Spider-Verse movie with mm-hmm. another Spider-Man game. Mm-hmm. So now I'm trying to remember, was there a Spider-Man film content when Miles Morales came out? I mean, it could have been a Tom Holland movie. I don't know. I wasn't... Oh, um,
1: uh, like you're talking about originally, when he was originally created? Uh, yeah. So oh, no. It, it was still well before um, that. I, I, he was, I would say, even pre-Andrew Garfield um, a little bit. So nobody knew the, the implications of, of Miles back then in the Ultimate yeah. Universe.
0: But. And just, like, just the spider explosion just in general like um obviously you can tell by this movie you know obviously heads up we're going to talk spoiler free just for a couple minutes and we'll flash the alarms uh sound the sound the bullhorns when we get into spoilers uh but we know that there's tons of cameos in this movie from the trailer of spider-verse right and then you start to see like i was saying the other media like the video games the other movies out there the tv shows that are on like Disney, Plus, like Spider-Man has just like so far exploded past the likes of I would say it, Superman and Batman for like recognizability and saturation
1: it, well the other part of that is I would say it's the age range right like Spider-Man permeates younger children um, mm-hmm. very much much easier than Batman and Superman do really at the end of the day because you know there's uh, Spider-E and his amazing friends right I think is on Disney Plus or whatever it's called right now Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, listen, uh, friend of the show, uh, Patrick, his son knows like three things. And Spider-Man was like one of them, like Spider-Man big birds and, <laughs> and something else. So he'll tell three me what things. it was, but like he,
0: he knows how to say mom, he knows what a ball is and he knows what Spider-Man. Yeah.
1: So, I, I mean, I, I can't, I can't fault him for that, but like, yeah, Spider-Man permeates literally every age. Uh, it's, it's, it's universal. You know, across yeah. their, and and as we've seen from this movie and seen the trailers, there's a variant for everybody out there. Really, at this rate, so uh,
0: yeah, it's it's just pretty. It's pretty nuts. It's pretty crazy. And this will be the only time you were talking about um, uh, teenagers there uh, for a minute. There, this is the only time I'm ever going to give credit to a group of teenagers because mm-hmm. when I saw the movie last night, uh, you know, I had my seats picked out, ready to go. I get into the theater, uh, and then uh, lo and behold, I'm sharing a row with like 15 teenage boys out on a Saturday night, and I'm like, "Oh God, this is this is I'm done for. The movie experience has been ruined. Like, you know, they're kind of being a little rowdy just before the trailers start going. I'm like, I'm screwed. The movie experience is gonna is gonna be tanked and. You know what? I'll give it up to them. They were silenced the second that the movie started. They were good movie goer- goers, so I just want to give credit where credit is due. I prejudged, but I mean, I think it's fair to prejudge teenagers. They're mm. almost always awful. I used mm. to be one. I was annoying at movie they're, theaters they're, too. They're,
1: they're, they they can cover the whole spectrum in a matter of seconds. So, yes. uh, but absolutely, it also
0: it also helps. The movie is about a, a 15 year old. You know teenagers in some aspect a couple years older or younger so yeah. it was their demographic they were sucked into the movie i didn't that's have right. to worry about them yeah, that's it right was great they know
1: <laughs> the the 15 year old boys know cars girls and spider-man those are the only three things they know mike so so you know, you're
0: saying i would be safe with the same row of boys at fast 10 is yeah, what you're trying to get at, okay
1: at well mm, i don't know <laughs> That, that that movie attracts a certain audience, if you will. Um, but um, yeah, yeah. So um, you you uh, you got to see it yesterday. You're fresh. I saw it Thursday. Um, mm-hmm. Thank God, you know, no, uh, no, no spoilers. Uh, the I am I am disappointed in the lack of popcorn vessels. Uh, you know, at the theater. Uh, oh,
0: so this is this is funny <laughs> because Chris and I have started to wonder if we should uh, bolt on a segment either to the weekly news podcast or to our reviews where we start talking about the unique yeah. popcorn buckets that envelop these big film releases. And I don't usually go to AMC theaters, but uh, and I did not get a a, a unique uh, popcorn bucket, but they had uh, spider heads. Yeah, I was gonna say buckets a- at AMC. A-
1: AMC will always be the higher end when they have the most variation, but they. don't. They are the ones that had spider heads uh, for both Miles and um, Gwen, uh, if you will, and then the uh, the Cinemark where I was, they only have just a regular bucket adorned in across the Spider Verse art, right? Like one uh, of those plastic ooh. buckets. I know it it was it was a little sad, but they had they I mean this is new here, but they had a uh transformers uh popcorn uh bucket there which was optimus prime's head i'm like these Mm -hmm. are like the again lowest bottom of the barrel things you can do just turn the head of the main character into something you're eating out of uh kind of thing i mean we we
0: know from the trailer of this film that there is a uh character uh called the spot i think that would be a perfect vessel where you just put a black void at the top of like some sort of like blob and you're just Pulling popcorn out of it from another dimension—that's right.
1: In the trailer, it shows bread falling through him. So, absolutely, Uh, it's definitely, definitely edible. But uh, yeah, I I think, I think there was some opportunity to go here, but you know, um, I I, don't—we don't want to oversaturate the popcorn bucket market with with, with things. But that's neither here nor there. Um, if if not, Mike, let's talk, let's talk box office real fast before we jump into mm-hmm. because I think this is going to say a lot about um people listening to this review and and, and hopefully you know uh everything else because it is currently sitting at a hundred and twenty point five million dollar opening weekend, which is three times the original movie and the third highest Spider-Man movie ever, Mike. Uh, This this
0: is exactly what I was hoping for. I mean, the last movie was great. It had word of mouth. Mm. Actually, I was surprised. I looked up the box office for the first film. I just hadn't checked back in on it once, you know, I saw it and loved it. Right. So I don't need to, I don't need the box office to prove anything, but it ended up making like, I think 360 million like Mm -hmm. worldwide. So like not a bad number for an animated movie for sure. So I was really happy to see that this one was really knocking it out of the park, uh, just because uh, whether or not the movie was going to be good or not, this proves that the first movie did the legwork and got people excited about yeah. it, this animated franchise.
1: And, and this had, you know, um, four, four and a half years to, to to get there, right? This is one of the movies, again, adults, mm-hmm. I, I've been trying to hype people up at the office. I'm like, you should go see this. You should watch in the Spider-Verse. And they're like, well, I don't really dig on cartoons. So I'm like, yeah, but. This is not your average cartoon movie. This is it. But some people did bring up a good point. The first movie made them visually, like, nauseous because of everything kind of going on. And I'm like, yeah, if, I guess if you're not expecting that kind of thing, like, yeah, I could I could get that. So, um, but we'll we'll jump into to what this will look like in a little bit. Also, this movie is the second biggest preview night for any, for an animated movie, uh, only behind Incredibles 2, which was several years ago. So, um, mm. people were going Thursday nights, Mike. People were, were getting in there. Our, our theater was full um, ages, uh, all sorts of ages and, and, uh, very diverse audience. And I, and that was, that pretty excited.
0: <laughs> yeah. We were in a, we were driving to the theater last night and we looked in the lane next to us and there was an Uber and the person in the backseat of the Uber just full on wearing a Spider-Man mask. Like normal street clothes but the Spider-Man mask. So it's just like I don't know if the Uber driver is going to appreciate a masked person in their backseat even if they know the final destination is the movie theater. Yeah. But yeah people were, people were into it. Um, I yeah. saw some people in, in full costume in the theater. Which I'd say is pretty impressive still for a Saturday. You think most of that energy comes to a Thursday mm-hmm. night showing. But yeah, people are energized.
1: Yeah, yeah, and Spider-Man um, easy. Easy, easy outfit, right? Just put on the mask and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm uh was it Peter? Peter B. Parker from the first movie? He was just you know mm-hmm. uh, average average sized man wearing a mask. Uh, it's it's
0: it's even easier now for that costume. Yeah. It's primarily robe based now. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah that's very true. Uh, and then I just want to go ahead and, and put put this out there. Um, a lot of people stayed around in the theaters uh, that I was in as we were leaving, but there is no post credit scene actually in this movie. Mm-hmm. The, like, we talked in theory. Last week, I think about oh, you know, obviously they're gonna have a post credit scene. In the next movie's in March. Uh, no, we were wrong, way way off on that regard. So um, that's, a, that's yeah, a unique unique moment in in superhero cinema right here.
0: Yeah, I mean, un, unsurprisingly, this of course, it, this is not really spoilers. It's more just like a heads up if you're gonna check out once we start talking. But they do have like you know beautifully designed credits, yeah, um, like almost all movies do that are worth watching. And then there's kind of like a little like. Visual stinger, I would say, yeah. at the end of it, but that then just normal credits. Yeah, old,
1: it, it so. really just reminds you that mm-hmm. beyond the Spider Verse is coming, and that's really about mm-hmm. it. Like nothing, nothing additional to that. But it, I, we did state that we did see that that little stinger, mm-hmm. so. So for that, but um, yeah, without further ado, Mike, let's just jump into this. We've got a no- normal news episode and we want to talk about this week. We haven't talked about it because mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're relatively fresh, right? You're, you're less than 24 yes. hours off of this. So let's go ahead and jump into this, Mike. I will um, tell everyone spoilers, spoiler going forward. If you're not, no, not yet. No spoilers, spoilers <laughs> later. I was looking at my notes wrong. No spoilers, but go ahead, Mike. I'm going to let you have the honors this week.
0: I mean, if you're a regular listener to the show, you obviously know <laughs> I love this movie. This movie's great. This movie's awesome. It's going to be fun to talk about it in the spoilers because there's so many fun cameos. It's a it's a visual delight. I didn't think you could uh, punch up the style of the film more than the first one, but they found a way. Uh, going to other dimensions, or not really going to other dimensions so much as bringing other characters from other dimensions in and their art styles just... It's just eye candy, what it feels like. And then cameo candy. And then there's just so much to look at. This movie would uh, really benefit from multiple rewatchings. watchings uh, It has just as much heart and emotional um, uh, heartstrings as the first film does. And I just had a great... I just had a great time. It's yep. just awesome. It's so cool. I love the way the movie is structured narratively as well. It almost doesn't seem to have like a three act structure. It kind of has like a four act going on. So you almost, almost get like episodic takes. Like, I feel like you could chop this up into like a four mm-hmm. part series or something and watch it on like a, on like a premium streaming show or something like that. And uh, I, I think that's awesome. Cause it's just it's just so it's just so good. Chris, this movie is so good. I would be surprised if you don't like the movie. I hardly ever try to guess what you're going to say live on the podcast when we're talking about it, but I would be shocked if you didn't like it and if you don't like it, we're going to have a fun time where we just argue for like the next hour. It'll be hilarious. Um I mean, well there's some like nitpicks I have for sure and maybe I think one probably solid um, criticism that whenever you get a movie that's like a part one you know you feel like you're not getting quite a full narrative but there are definitely characters in this movie that do go through full arcs so you could kind of say that is kind of your emotional conclusion at the end but this movie's great it's a fun time it's a ride even if you have even if you're from an, an, another planet have no idea what Spider-Man is your eyes are going to have a great time watching this film. Everyone in my theater loved it. We applauded at all of the great parts of the film. Great time. Awesome movie. I can't wait to talk about it more. Chris, what did you think about it?
1: Well, I might be from another dimension, Mike, another universe, Feel because I hate, no, I didn't hate it. I'm you just mean, kidding. I, 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 I thought about doing <laughs> <No>. the same <laughs> yeah. stick. Uh, I, know. I was like, maybe
0: I'll come on the podcast no. and I'll act like I hated it. No, it <laughs> no, no. It's,
1: it's, a, it's a, it's a fantastic, it's fun. It's exciting. It's refreshing. Um, in terms of film, if you will. Like, we just came off Guardians 3, right? That was our last mm-hmm. uh, review movie. Fantastic movie. Great, refreshing, emotional. Great story with the characters we know and love. I would say we come back again with, you know, Miles and Gwen, and we get a, a return to an emotional story with characters we know and we love, right, from from the first movie. So, you know, we we are very, very lucky to, to have uh, a lot of, you know, Energy and passion and thought uh, Put into the story of this But I will agree with you It is not a standard um, You know It might be three acts But the the third act is probably What almost like half the movie It feels like sometimes in this Because it's a very long film Right? Two hours and some odd minutes You don't normally get something um, Animated this long You can kind of feel it But what I really enjoy here Is to me That like you mentioned They're much like a spider web There are multiple threads Going on at the same time Right? Right? I would say we have elevated um, Gwen uh, into a main character she's probably the main character of this alongside miles in in his own right right So they each have their own story they each have their own uh, journeys in this and I would say what it felt like almost the same amount of screen time uh, for some of this so I really enjoyed that um, it does you know, Go some places that I was like, well, you know, obviously we know another one's coming in less than a year. How are they going to wrap this up? Will they wrap this up today? Um, and the answer was simply no. We are going to get the third <laughs> part. And I, I can feel the third movie being just as long as this, right? Like, I feel, and, and we we always talk about this in anime properties, they did movie one and two together, right? And they animated mm-hmm. a lot of it so they know where the next part is. But it ends on a, a really, you know, interesting Note, you know, to make you want to come back and see the next mm-hmm. one because it's not just like, it's not like, again, t- a similar movie, Dune, which is very much two parts and the first part is very much just, you know, part one. It ends on a very kind of like anticlimactic. Eh, anticlimactic you note. Know, this one gives you a lot of exclamation marks if you will when you're writing the sentences yeah. about where it ends and how it's going to yeah. go
0: not not quite as like intense as the ending of an infinity war was because right. that was that was a, a, a unique in the way that one right. <laughs> faded to white and then left us all in shackles uh but uh yes yeah, so i would say more in lines of like i'm happy i'm still yeah like, i'm still happy
1: <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and, and there's there's enough meat in here to get behind it and and, you know, there are, again, as as Mike mentioned, as everyone's mentioned since the first or probably the second trailer came out, uh, there are so many Spider-Man variants and sub-characters across this entire movie. It's almost like that whole time where the Leonardo DiCaprio meme, right? Like, oh, 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 there he is. Mm-hmm. I know that. And uh, we've even linked in our spoiler section a list of 56 Spider-Man variants that, that people uh, were able to pull out of the, the movie. So we'll talk more about that later. Um, I see the animation styles for each universe didn't feel as maybe unique as you know the first one, right? Um, mm-hmm. Some of it was very similar, but that doesn't make it any less uh, visually beautiful of a film. Uh, I, I would say the 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 first teaser trailer where uh, Spider-Man twenty nine nine is, is hunting Miles, that scene never showed up in this movie, right? With like the what? the half drawn backgrounds, I'm like, oh, this looks like a, maybe like a storyboard or test art for this so i'm really sad that that didn't show up but there was enough there to make up for that wholeheartedly um i will also applaud this uh interesting note mike this is probably the most diverse lead cast uh of of a movie of this nature in a long time right like Mm -hmm. the the, your lead you know it is a spider-man movie there's spider-mans for every version you know out there for every ethnicity and every culture and literally the the only, you know, I guess the the main white guy, Spider-Man, it's like, there for just a little bit, uh, really. And that's Peter B. Parker again, right? Everybody else, they really were able to incorporate all, all sorts of uh, diversity in this cast. And I think that's even better, right? And, and, mm-hmm. and there's something I didn't really think about till afterwards because you don't feel because you're so enthralled. But that adds variety to the characters and how they work and how they talk. And... Um, yeah, just overall, really fun time in this in this movie. Uh, like I said, you know, nothing. It's not it's not a perfect movie. There will be again, as Mike mentioned, nitpicks, if you will. But like you really get get the magnifying glass out to find them. And mm-hmm. um, I, I would just say my, my biggest complaint is the soundtrack's not as strong as the first movie was. Uh, that the the sunflower song from from Post Malone in the first one, yeah, so catchy kind of get- and, and and stands out. But this one really didn't have one. Uh, at the end yeah it.
0: i f- i feel like that is almost like a um a movie trope in and of itself where i feel like a, a first film of its franchise like right, comes out with like a banger song or a really catchy one. Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden, all of the executives and producers and people in charge of every other part of the movie that's not making the movie, they start to go, oh, we need another one for the next one. Yeah. And I feel like they almost overthink it, right? They're trying to like analyze what the next big hit is. And it's just like, no, 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 you don't analyze it. It just has to come to be. So yeah, we didn't quite get that this time. But if you look past the soundtrack, I think the score was oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And I I, I, and I think I want to use the score. I think maybe to transition into spoilers. So maybe we okay. do that now.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I guess overall, full stop here. We both recommend this movie. Go see it. I'm gonna add one caveat though before we get to spoilers, Mike. Sure. Um, th- although this is an animated movie, I would not say children under five would enjoy this. It is long, and this is a very adult themed in this movie. Like they are, mm-hmm. these are not. This isn't, uh, like, yeah, there's a nice animated scene, like, colors and all the Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man, like, maybe, what, three-quarters of the way through, if you will. But Ooh. overall, the story, the themes, the the elements this touches on, like, kids five and under are going to check out real fast. Um, unless they like the bright colors, because of the everything else is very adult-themed and heavy-handed. Not heavy-handed, but, like, it's heavier than than the first one was right is about a goofy kid learning to cope with his spider-man powers and this one's more about like mm-hmm. that responsibility like you know for lack of a better phrase in spider-man's world you know with great responsibility um you know, with great power comes chris, great responsibility so yeah chris
0: i think you just need to let these 5-year-olds spread their wings man yeah, you I, just got to trust them we got to let them go they can uh, they can do it <laughs>
1: exactly but but i mean I, that would be my only thing overall like a caveat hey your kids may not enjoy this as much as You know, you think they would for an animated movie because the Spider-Man chasing scene is not the whole movie right at the end of the day. So, Mm. Um, yes. So anyway, uh, full spoiler alert going forward. We are we are here to talk about things in this movie, especially Mike's scoring. Or, my, yes. or the score or I, Whatever he was, I was talking about
0: I was purely going to use the score to transition to uh, I think maybe one of the gems of this movie Which is Oscar Isaac's Miguel O'Hara Spider-Man 2099 I love that kind of musical sting Whenever he just like uh, Kool-Aid so, man's through a wall And he yeah. starts chasing And they add in that like wee,
1: wee, So that that is from <laughs> the first movie I don't know if you remember this Because I watched it this week to kind of get is myself it in, ready
0: Is it in the post credit
1: scene it. Well, no, it's, it's always, it's whenever they're dealing with the, uh, the multiverse collider. So anytime you hear the multiverse collider, you hear that, that theme of, uh. Or the prowler chasing him around, so oh, it's kind of like it a, is, like a menacing, not quite evil, but very like this is a threat. Sound yes. throughout the, the first and, movie, and song. it is,
0: and it is wonderful. It's yeah. it, like, and they pair it well with his character. I mean, yeah. there is speaking of memes, so many glow up memes for this character compared to his post credit scene. Uh, he seems to be juicing in this movie. I'm not right. super familiar if that is a, a Spider Man 2099 <sighs> trait, or if maybe if that's something he's doing on his own. We don't get a full explanation of it but like now actually now that I think about it this is the first time I've thought about it since I saw it in the (laughs) movie I wonder if maybe this is kind of like uh, unintended consequences of his work you know when he's going into these other dimensions or something and I don't know he's like taken genetic material from other Spider-Men and like you know amping himself up I don't know Well,
1: well so when he was created he was like a geneticist in the future right and like he had like a similar accident uh like, like he was trying to recreate the powers of Spider-Man in the future where Peter Parker is no longer. He says, however, something I, cause I have a couple of these issues, actually the original 29 issues, he has to rewrite his genetic code with a spider. So that makes like, they talk about the, quote, the vampiric portion that we never see in the movie, but we hear like, that's like mm-hmm. his spider bite, if you will. Uh, so he, he's like, I guess maybe I wouldn't say part spider, but he has spider DNA from, from his universe, if you will. So gotcha. Yeah. I mean he
0: he was just a great character. I mean, come on, between Oscar, Oscar Isaac, uh, Pedro Pascal, Diego Luna, yeah. like these men are like slowly starting to take over in a great way. Yeah. Like these nerdy franchises, are, like the, this I want to see them like trio up on like an Entertainment Weekly cover or like a variety cover or something like that. They're just knocking it out of the park. It's so yeah. great. And, like, the whole cast is great. You know, we get to see a big group of the cast returning, and uh, there is a a little voice sting uh, flashback of Spider-Ham during, like, a later montage in the film. But I was happy to see at the very end, you know, when Gwen gets uh, her band back together, you know, we do get to see Spider-Noir and Spider-Ham. So I hope they get Nick Cage back. Um, I think John Mulaney is probably the easier get, just because Nick Cage is so uh, mysterious, yeah. Um, I, but, think you I, do. Mean... I think
1: I think again, like I, said, I rewatched Into the Spider Verse this week, and I, he was just eating that roll up, man, when he was doing that first one. Uh, absolutely, but I I think it was fun. So I, I was thinking about this when I was watching the first mm-hmm. movie in this one, Miles and Gwen. You know, every universe has a different animation style, right? You mentioned Spider Ham, Spider Man Noir, um, Penny Parker with the the, the mm-hmm. spider, um, but. Gwen and Miles are, like, the same art style, right? Which is... um, Rough. Yeah, roughly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So, but I absolutely, like, fell in love with her world being watercolors, right? And they're very, like, emotional. Like, when everything's getting emotional in her her universe, it was all watercolors taking over the scenes. Yeah. And, like, like, the the water would start
0: to, like, bleed down the walls and stuff. Yeah. And the art style, too. Yeah, that's something you everyone gets a keener eye for in this movie since we kind of have more sample sizes, more data sets, right? Of um, Even when we get to see, uh, I mean, we're talking about spoilers, so I'll bring it up. When we get to see Miles number two, um, he has a more uh, line outline style where Miles' universe is really defined more by that halftone Chrome chromatic abbreviation. So, like, even their even things that are supposed to be very similar, yeah, they are uh, distinctly defining them a little bit.
1: Yeah, like even the characters, like, so, like, I would also say the Spider-Man India, right? Um, mm-hmm. Who was voiced by the guy who, who, uh, Dopinder, who drives a taxi in Deadpool, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I heard him right. I'm like, I love that guy. But like, the the people were the same art style as Miles and Gwen, but that world of uh, what Moon, uh, the in M- Mumbai and Manhattan mixed together, right? This big, very mm-hmm. busy city, uh, absolutely wonderful. Like jam packed with details. Um, the 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 banter in that one as well, really good. Like when he's like, "Hey, here's it over here's the traffic, and over there's also the yeah. traffic." And
0: chai you know, tea, chai. chai means tea. You yeah. don't have to say, and which is great because uh, Miles was talking about the ATM a- machine earlier.
1: <laughs> yeah, the ATM uh, machine. It's like an ATM machine. But yeah, so um, a- absolutely. Like I I think some of the characters are very similar in terms of, of art style, but some had their distinct look, right? Like 2099 is one of them. Yeah. Well,
0: I mean, we've been talking about all of the, the great things, this movie, like I think, You and me both, that's probably like our first nitpick that we share is we do get this huge cast of Easter eggs that are hilarious that do seem to be like the, they were assigned to the B team while the A team was making all of like the hero shots and everything. Mm -hmm. And they were just like, uh, should we give them a unique art style? Like we don't have time for that. Do you see everything we have to cram in this movie? Just render them at whatever default setting we have and get them out the door.
1: Yeah. 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 We're making concessions here. Um, I would say, you know, again, another character who's not really seen in the trailers, uh, Hobie Spider Punk. I did not mm-hmm. expect him to be literally newspaper cutout artwork the whole time. Um, yeah, or magazine cutouts. That was he's normally not. He's normally just in a um, red suit with the with the the spikes down his head. So that was really fun to see him literally as he moved and talked. The cutouts would change, right? the The magazine print would change across his character model and uh, he was fun i love the anarchist part of him like that was oh, he really stood out oh. as a fun time
0: yeah he was just like i'm i'm holding on to this organization by a thread i will yeah. i will leave the second yeah. one more thing happens and, and then he did like, I'm out yeah he's like mm-hmm. I,
1: and i quit um so i you know i there are again standout characters who had standout situations and unique things um but uh yeah i would say some of them are a little samey at the end of the day I, I I would also say you know I'm gonna i to talk a little bit about the spot he uh he he, he had like his own little story like along the line way as well right like he was kind of doing this thing and they were like, cut to him every once in a while doing his own little story oh my god
0: he was the bagel guy if, yeah. you, if no one remembers this uh it was kind of called out i want to say like maybe after the first film hit uh home release right and people could kind of dive into the film a little bit more but the iconic scene when miles and peter are escaping the science lab through the forest uh just before they jump off of like the outdoor balcony into the woods mm-hmm. uh, miles chucks a bagel and when it hits somebody in the head there's a little text pop up that says bagel it's it's hilarious yeah it's it's that guy it's so funny like that's not his origin story he's not a villain because he got hit by a bagel he was a villain because he was in the collider when it exploded and he became the spot which is a great origin story Mm -hmm. like i thought like everyone else was saying he was just being set up as like a a villain of the week type of uh goofy weirdo uh but no you he became he's like he jason schwartzman's the spot is like the villain of this franchise and
1: when you say bagel it literally is like everything, everywhere, all at once, the yeah. everything bagel. He is the everything bagel person, right? Like he can do, mm-hmm. he can touch any universe. Now at the end of this movie, and do everything. He, so his his color inverts. So instead of white with spots, he's black with white squiggles. And I loved his hand drawn look, like the squiggles, everything mm-hmm. on him, like looked like someone literally just animated it with a pencil the whole time because of how you know scratching stuff it was. So I really appreciated his, that detail to a character that could have just been covered in black spots and looked like a literally a Dalmatian mm-hmm. so
0: yeah and yeah and like not I mean obviously he turns you know uh, inverts his colors by the end of the movie but even the, the part from where he gets his butt kicked at the beginning to when he starts to learn his spot skills more think of like the, the, the uh, Indian Spider-Man scene right his, his spots start to become like more defined like it's not just kind of like one big splotch they're kind yeah. of like moving around and stuff like that so it's just great visual design as everything is in this movie
1: yeah yeah absolutely so in everything visually it's it's just superb like i need a, a second rewatch maybe even at home to like pull out some of the stuff in there which was cool but not only animation mike i want to just go ahead and get this out of the way the live action cameos Oh my uh, gosh! because there are again if you want to know yes um toby mcguire and andrew garfield both make cameos but it's footage from their previous movies right yes um so we get to see you know um you know uh the first one, Uncle Ben from the first movie. We get to see Toby Maguire uh, yeah. with Captain uh, Captain Stacy from the first Amazing Spider-Man movie as well. With that, but the one that got the biggest reaction on I me, and I told Mike this before the show. We we don't we didn't talk about what we thought of the movie, but my wife turned to me and she was like, "You gasped out loud at the theater at this moment. <laughs> is this special?" I'm like, "Yes." And it is Donald Glover playing a live action version of the Prowler, uh, mm-hmm. which was teased at in. Um, Spider-Man homecoming and they gave him the full suit and he's in one of those little boxes to be sent back to whatever university came from. So I'm really hoping, is he going to be in, in the <laughs> MCU? Because I, someone, a, a scooper did say that the MCU will address this movie at the end of the day. So, yeah, I, I mean, I would like to use
0: this as an opportunity just to let, tell everyone to just be cautious in a sense of like, this is still a Sony-produced movie, right? And this is still, at the end of the day, I'm considering it just a Spider-Verse universe, right? I know yes. they brought in all of this live-action footage to tie in all, all, all the other spider man right? But I'm not holding my hopes up that this is going to be fully, perfectly integrated into MCU. Oh, yeah. Even though that they're bringing these very similar multiverse mm-hmm. ideas together, and they, right?
1: And they even name-dropped the MCU. Doesn't mean that it will it's reciprocal, right? They, they yes, even it, it, they talk about Spider Man and, and Doctor Strange in their universe number, which is technically the number they gave them years ago. So that was that was good. But yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like you got to suspend your uh, belief a little bit when you're watching this movie because not everything exactly lines up, right? Like we were talking about, you know, different art styles for the different characters being recognized yeah. by the other characters, right? They see Vulture at the beginning of this movie and he and they say like, oh, you look like a paper cutout. You look like you're from like some sort of Leonardo da Vinci universe, yeah. right? You know, if you take that to the extreme, you would just be like, why does... Uh, Miles's mom from Earth forty two not recognize that her son has like half tones all over his right, face yeah. right so it's kind of one of those things that's just like you just enjoy the movie that oh, you're yeah. watching I, I just that's what I worry about I like I can already start to see people uh, online start to theorize of like oh well how come when you multiverse travel in the Spider Verse and you're in a universe you're not supposed to be you start glitching out but you know when Doctor Strange travels to other universes or when it happens in the MCU nobody's glitching Like I don't get it, and like. Well, that's because that's
1: Spider-Man multiverse, not not Doctor Strange multiverse. That's I
0: did. I did see a unique explanation, which could be true, that like, oh, maybe when you travel the multiverse via like magic, it's more yeah. stable. And since they're doing it through technology, it's more unstable. That could be it. But it, in my opinion, it just doesn't even matter. Like, these are yeah. two movies that were made from, it's like evolutionarily, right? When you see two like creatures well, like evolve I, and the branches start to get close together, but they're still technically from a totally different branch. I, I'd even <laughs>
1: drop the movies out. Of this, because the comic books have done this for years and they they they, there's a spider verse comic book and then there's also universal hopping comic books right like uh so it's just the nature of the spider verse thing and and it's it's a plot point right they they give him the, the guest band and you know they they help him get around so my question is you know will he glitch out in universe 42 Right? Is that is that is he going to do that? And
0: in... yeah, if you don't remember, he did a uh, couple of times when he was oh, following this, wait, yeah, Uncle Aaron up to the yeah. Gotcha. To yeah the, you're right. To so roof, so yeah. so
1: yeah. Is that going to be against awesome? him? But I also. I noticed early on that they were sitting on earth 42 and i don't think yes, any, so, anybody else in I the did theater too. did I'm i did like, too chris because <laughs> everyone <laughs> that's why. gasped at the, the end and i was like oh you weren't looking at the number
0: yeah that's why we're nerds yeah well i do i can't give myself full credit because i forgot what universe he was from so when the computer showed that he was going to 42 i was like that's not his number right i don't remember 16, that being his number is
1: the number he's from yeah
0: But Uh I think this is a good opportunity to talk about the origins of Miles now. I thought this was really clever, and I would not be surprised if this was never the original idea in the first Spider-Verse movie. But if it wasn't, they did a great job pivoting of, I love this idea that he was bit from a spider from another universe, because it makes him wholly unique to all of these other spider ver no. all these other spider characters so like i like that you want your main character to have something a little bit different going on so and also it's great because he's basically stolen this uh job and responsibility from another character who ends up like turning evil like evil bart simpson from that treehouse of horrors episode mm-hmm. where he becomes the prowler in his universe and uh, one little um Thing that i really liked about that they you know they build up this idea that uh you know maybe his his spanish is waning through the movie right <laughs> it gets his mom really really mad but when we get to meet the other miles and he takes his helmet off and starts talking it, it seems like spanish. he is he is he it's a, a, even like in his uh um, um english accent when he's talking so it's just like oh this is like just you can tell this is just a totally different branch mm. of what would have could have happened
1: yeah and, it, and it's again a world without spider-man too right so it looked like there's no <laughs> heroes like there's fire and, and and i wouldn't say destruction but like it's a very much like hey if the criminals rule like this is gotham really like if, if i can yeah. liken it to Batman, like everything is evil here but like you know um it, it's very much I, I think it's a great note to end on right like miles versus miles is like a, a solid beat to end on because i want to see how he gets out of it and what that looks like but at the same time i'm like Oh, man. They left it showing him charging his electricity. So I'm like, I want to know. Like, I wish they wouldn't have done that, right? Like, I'm like, oh, what's the next scene? And then there's not one. So I was in my nitpick. Don't show the electricity of him, like, yeah. trying to get out. Like, should have just left unless, it at the reveal.
0: Kind of thing. Yeah, unless it's like a red herring that we think he's going to escape those chains the second the movie starts. But then all of a sudden there's a twist, or they start, like, talking or, you know, something like that. Because, I mean, if I was evil Miles Prowler, I wouldn't just kill somebody that looks exactly like me the second I see them. I think I would... Miles Prowler is
1: is from Sonic. This is Miles (laughs) Morales. So, um... But
0: like I think, but this is another good point to bring up where you know people shouldn't start mixing these Sony and MCU uh, too much in their head because we have yet to come across really any other type of superhero. Like we've seen other supervillains, right? Because yeah. that's what Spider Man needs. So if we were to fully integrate this, or we to assume that only a couple Spider-Men come from a universe where other heroes exist. Um, So I think that's just important to know of like i think it is interesting how does a city kind of fall like you were saying chris when there's like no batman to protect it like gotham but in reality if this was fully saturated like some of the other superhero universes were used to like i think probably like daredevil or something maybe would pick up uh some slack depending on where they're at they're at exactly so that's just my other caveat there is Mm -hmm. just try to enjoy the spider-verse that you're in and not hope for a spider-verse that could possibly be yeah
1: I, I think uh one of the other cool parts uh and this ties together is was it really got me going early on the first other universe they reveal is the lego universe the spider-man oh LEGO man. Universe. i'm That's like great i'm like oh my god we need this movie we need lego spider-man yeah. the movie like immediately <laughs> and
0: miguel was like thanks thanks peter y- yeah you're our best <laughs> yeah
1: yeah like you're one of the best and then that but in this universe and every other universe guess what J.K. Simmons is voicing J. Jonah Jameson mm-hmm. in every universe, and I love that. Like I, yeah. I love it so much that he is so iconic. He permeated all the universes himself because mm-hmm. we couldn't find a better person to do J. Jonah Jameson uh, from from Sam Raimi's movie, right? Like he just he is he is elevated to all these because we get him in the Lego verse. He's in Miles is like a like a kind of like a TV shock jock kind of dude. Um, and, and a couple other places. So I thought that was really, really fun uh, throughout. This.
0: I think that um, that Lego Spider-Man may have been because um, I'm, I'm looking through the full cast right here. It could have been Jack Quaid. No. Who we all Jack we all Quaid know from the boys. is
1: actually uh, they confirmed from an article this morning. He played the Peter Parker from Earth um, from Gwen's Earth, who was the lizard. He only has a couple oh. lines there. So he is he was that version of uh, of that.
0: Well, perfect segue, Chris, because that could bring us back to uh, Gwen's kind of opening up the movie. You could say if you're looking at it in television. Yeah, if you look at it in like television terms, like she was the cold open in a way. Like after we mm-hmm. got her full set piece with the vulture, we got to see the opening again of the title scene, which yeah. was great because our audience uh, got to clap again seeing yeah. that. And then you have that kind of like the classic, like the scratching of the record, kind of like Spider-Man beat come through after that. Yeah. That got everybody hyped in the seats in our in our house. But uh, yeah, yeah, what a, what a smart idea of like we have a part one of a movie here, right? we're just gonna get Miles' story cranking in here and it's not gonna get resolved. We need some character that's gonna go through an arc here so we can say we have a standalone movie in some aspects. Yep. And that all, that all came from Gwen. And I thought that was great. She starts off, we see that what drives her Uh, Is that like, and I think sometimes we forget this in films that become so dire life and death, you know, about survival is like sometimes a perfect motivator is just being lonely and not Mm. having a friend and just being the only one you can't talk to anybody else. And I thought that was clever that we start with Gwen. And then she has this uh, really intense moment with her father where she has to reveal her identity. And then she's left not knowing what to do and just escapes into the multiverse. And we finally get to see her have that cathartic conversation and get, make up with her father yeah. because she, well, he's all she has left at the end of the movie. So I'm, I'm just glad we got that one solid yeah. arc in the film.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think the story of like, you know, I, I honestly think it's her movie. At the end of the day, it, you know, it does, mm-hmm. it's not Miles Morales across Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man across, and I think this is her movie through and through it starts with her it ends with her like she you know they are hiding things from miles right like he is the anomaly he is the reason like everything will crash and burn and everyone will die um but you know nobody tells him that they're going to keep him there because there are the what's called the canon events the canon events are things that happen in spider-man lives that um have to happen to drive that character forward right essentially uncle Ben has to die in every universe and that they, they bring up They even show Spider-Man one's uncle Ben dying several, several times uh, there. um, But uh, you know, Miles dad has to die. And we, we saw that in the the, the video game, right? Spider-Man one for PS4 Mm -hmm. in the comic books. His mom died the other way. Like when he, when he started um, carnage actually came through, I believe, or venom. One of the two came through and um, killed his mom in the, in the, ultimate universe originally so um you know every spider-man they have a tragic story a tragic beginning but like he's like oh i can fix this i can go save this and like no we don't want you to right if you do this it'll all collapse and everyone's trying to keep him there and train but like at, at the end of the day like you know i think peter kind of ends where um gwen started right like i i have nobody i can't talk to anybody about this um you know i'm alone lost in a different universe because he thinks everyone's out to get him. so the end of that showing gwen you know she's like i'm getting the people i have my own wrist band that can take me to all these universes i'm gonna go get my friends that i that i know to go help is a great ending to also kickstart the next movie which will Mm -hmm. be i believe a a better duo movie of her and his stories along the way yeah so i i would
0: love to know what different people's experiences were like in the theater watching this movie if they did or didn't know that there's supposed to be a third movie because i knew that there was going to be a part two a part like i want to keep on saying part two but technically this is part two yeah um so i knew that there was going to be Yes, I knew there there was going to be a subsequent movie yeah. coming out next year so we wouldn't have to wait too long. So I was expecting, you know, a cliffhanger ending. But, man, the the, the end of the third act or fourth act, however this movie is structured, the end of this, the last 20 minutes of this movie, I felt like at any given point in time, uh, the movie was going to cut the black to credits, right? Mm-hmm. Because they had all of this, like, musical swelling during these intense scenes of ending, like, oh, is the movie going to end when Gwen, like, hugs her dad and jumps to the portal. Oh, is the movie going to end when we, you know, uh, see the shot of her and the bandmates? Is is the movie going to end when she, when Peter realizes he's not in the right universe? So like I was getting a little bit of whiplash there. But I just kept reminding myself that like they've have designed a full narrative here. And this is one of the few times where like, you know, splitting a movie in two is not just to make more money. Mm. Right? You know, this isn't this ain't a Hunger Games (laughs) type of situation where we're just trying to crank out a second film. So um yeah, yeah, it was a little, it was a little intense. I told, um, we took a, a friend with us to the theater, and uh, I told, I told, uh, I reminded everybody in the car on the way there that this movie was going to be um, in two parts. Uh, and I think uh, 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 he he forgot uh, possibly towards the end, and, he, yeah. and then, when, then when it happened, it was like, oh crap, I forgot this was going to be in two parts, yeah. or they, or he realized uh, once the movie started. Coming to a close and like oh how are they gonna wrap this thing up? So uh, yeah, it, it'll be a different experience because I did hear some groans, not like groans of like oh this movie was bad, but I heard audible groans in the audience of just like oh man, yeah. we have to wait. So
1: yeah, yeah very much very the much, same same as in, like like a lot of the not the intensity of Infinity War right, but like you're like mm-hmm. you're left you're left wanting more because your journey there is so good and you're like mm-hmm. I don't want to quit. This is so fun. Um I did forget. I actually I have this pull up here. Um Scarlet Spider was in this more than I thought he would, right? It's one of 29s. Mm-hmm. Uh, um twenty nine and that was a voice by um Andy Sandberg, by the way. Mm-hmm. It, a lot of people were like, that was Andy Sandberg, I'm mean, like yes it was. Yeah so he, The Scarlet He, he did a the, good job.
0: The Scarlet Spider, Ben Riley, but you know, one thing, and this is just this is just a nitpick, right? Obviously, I had a great time watching this movie, but the, the the linchpin that, like Miguel says, when his AI does the whole like you know presentation, right, of what they're doing and why they're doing it. Is that like everything is like linchpinned on these like intense moments, right? And it's, he seemed to divide all of the spider powered people into two ga- categories. You either have an Uncle Ben or you have a captain in your life, right? Mm-hmm. And one of those people, they, they're they going to be dying, right? But then the same time, I look over at Ben Riley and I was like, he, this story ain't nothing like that. He's a clone. Like there's, yeah. there's nothing going on there. He has no parents. Well, well, <laughs> like, well, what, what is he doing in the mix?
1: <laughs> because he was, the, when they unveiled he was the clone, he, um, I, I, he would have had the Uncle Ben moment in him. Just you know, we would have had two of the same Peter Parkers. Like he had the yeah, memories I guess, and stuff like that. I
0: guess, so. yeah, I guess, I guess theoretically, yeah. But yeah, some of some of the the spider people it, that you just look out in the sea like I feel like they're not fitting that mold. But right. like I I get what they're saying, right? You gotta have that uh, that intense event, right? But like. Uh, the, the 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 moviegoer in me is just like hell yeah Miles yeah we don't let we don't let people die he's not falling for this That's nonsense right. I do feel like um, the audience is being duped intentionally right information is being left behind like even though we saw a flashback of like Miguel's like um, bootleg universe yeah. uh, vanishing. And I don't know if he genuinely thinks it's because of him, because he was there for too long and he wasn't supposed to be, or if he knows something else happened. So he's using that story to manipulate everybody else. But something is being left out. There's a key bit of information that we're going to find out that, like, I mean, if they really wanted to tie this into the whole multiversal incursion mcu stuff maybe it was just a circumstantial right or, or coincidental well, yeah you know miguel was just living in this world and then i don't know there's a doctor strange in some universe or um an uh or a vision that turned ultron in another universe you know and, and he he was just collateral uh, and he thought it was him and it was somebody else well
1: yeah and, and the, the fact that miles has been spider-man for a year right nothing's happened to that universe right mm-hmm. like Tells me that there is something. It's not as simple as what he thinks it is, right? Like Miles, you know, he exists, and his universe hasn't destroyed itself for no reason. All of a sudden, Mm -hmm. it was you know a a bad guy uh, who happened to just have a little more information than he should have had at the end of the day. So uh, it is
0: it it is kind of nice watching, you know, an animated movie, which some could construe as like, you know, a kid's movie in a way. But I I do feel like I have a little bit of safety in the sense of like, I don't think his parents are going to die mm -hmm. because they wouldn't do that to me. They wouldn't do that to Mm -hmm. the to to this audience that is just here for like hope and inspiration. Mm -hmm. Like we don't need to see uh, any of Miles's parents uh, bite the bullet. So Mm -hmm. I don't think that'll happen, but um, I'll definitely look out for it. I'd be I, worried.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if. Uh, I don't know. Do you think he's gonna turn Earth 42s two's uh, Miles the Prowler to help him? Yeah, I because he asks, he's I, like, "Is your dad still alive?" And he's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Yeah." yeah that was I a very so. pointed if- question. It's that.
0: definitely gonna be rough, right? I mean, you can already, I like, I feel like I already see like the story like painted on the wall, right? Of like Miles Prowler is just like, like I could you stole my life and mad about it, and it's just like I didn't mean to do it, but Ma- you know, Miles I'm here Prowler help, is still you know. from Sonic, but not- <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> damn it! <Yeah. laughs> so like, but yeah, I think it'll be like I could see maybe that if they really want to get tragic in some point of view, I could see maybe that version of miles maybe dying but like maybe a sacrificial play to like actually save somebody so like oh he actually was good the whole time he was just led down the wrong path
1: and it was um on that note i think it's fun that you know this universe offers mahershala ali a chance to return his uh uncle aaron Mm -hmm. Is is aaron no yeah. yeah, yeah, Uncle Aaron. Right, so like, mm-hmm. they're like the best part of the multiverse is like no character, even if they're truly gone, they can still come back and do their voices, right? For this mm-hmm. multiverse. So I think that was cool. But yeah, I, I honestly have like I have a vague idea of where this is gonna go. Right, we we've all read multiverse comic books. We we're in the multiverse of the MCU right now. Like we're we're all primed for multiversal events. But at the same time, I don't know where this is gonna go, and I'm very excited to kind of uh, yeah. figure it out. I-
0: Yeah, and speaking of the ending, too, like, it it seems to be pitched out there in the universe, right, that this next film is going to be closing the story up, right? So, but there's been rumors, if you listen and subscribe, plug. To our normal weekly news episodes, whenever we get rumors or leaks or tidbits, right, that there was supposed to be maybe an animated offshoot of this or maybe there'd be like a spin off, you know, if, if, G- if Gwen was going to get her own, mm-hmm. like, you know, story in some aspect, which seemed to happen in this movie, right? So it's just hard for me to believe that March, when March rolls around next year and we get Beyond the Spider-Verse, that it's going to be the last time. We see yeah. all of this hard work, right? Even though that would be great, right? You know, give us a solid trilogy that we can put in a box set, put on our shelves and be proud of, right? But it's yeah. hard to imagine Sony letting that go. So do they, you know, maybe try to take a new type of character? Well, who, who, This would be interesting, right? You know, if Sony l- likes to lend, you know, Spider-Man to the MCU what if it went the other way around right what if like the uh what if uh, disney was just like hey want to make an awesome animated movie of like i don't know captain america or something like that Mm -hmm. steve rogers like that that's big hot like pie in the sky thing but like they've obviously proved that sony we can do these animated movies and disney you can do these live action movies so maybe we start you know cross-pollinating a little well, bit more that would be cool
1: I, I just hope this doesn't send the wrong information to sony and the producers right like hey everyone liked all the spider-man so let's start spending these into live action things and we all get screwed over by low quality live action spider-man things, right <laughs> yeah and we'll that, talk that about that in, in, in the notes as well but like yeah i they're you know i'm gonna i'm gonna look forward to three and if they end up announcing more that'd be great but i just want to know like you know at the end of the day you know, obviously, there's this love story here for Miles and Gwen, right? Uh, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's very, very transparent. Even from the first movie, they live in different universes with different things. Is this going to end where they're trapped in their own universes? Are they even trapped in one universe together, or will universes merge together? Like, how will this end out so both of them win or or have a happy ending? Right at the end of the day. And I don't know if that's possible. And that makes me very excited to learn more about how they're going to wrap these up. And
0: we'll, we'll, we'll find out. Yeah. What a, what a, what a great movie. Great time. I can't wait to kind of review it more in earnest when we get, you know, part two, because, um, I just had a, I just had a great time, man. This is, this is awesome. I'm so happy we have, we have this movie, it just feels like it's so much like my DNA, right? That's what I said when we talked about the first film, just mm-hmm. like the music, the feeling, the vibes Spider-Man in general
1: which yeah. is always amazing <laughs> and um, again, written by uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, right? So obviously if they wrote the first one and directed it, I believe, uh, they, they're they writing this one, they didn't direct it directors, three directors, they all did great jobs um, mm-hmm. but the next one you know, if they're writing the next one Uh, beyond the spider verse i have full faith that we will get a a very solid ending and a very solid journey along the way Mm -hmm. so um overall very happy two good movies in a row mike are we setting ourselves up for failure this summer like by (laughs) putting the good ones at the front or or
0: yes stay tuned subscribed i believe our next review is probably going to be for The Flash because I can't imagine I get myself out to the theater to watch uh, Transformers. But if you listen to our weekly news episodes, I'm sure we'll get kind of like a, a light review from uh, Chris on that next gonna, Transformers movie. I, I,
1: I am so excited to watch it without any obligations, Mike. you don't have <laughs> no idea. Because uh, we, I, again, I think I'm just going to add, the last thing I'm going to add to this, at the end of the day, we are fans first before we are movie reviewers. And mm-hmm. we are huge fans of this movie, so... In this franchise, so keep it up, Sony. You know you can do it for once. But that is our episode of review. We got to head over into our weekly show where we talk about all the other news going on in superhero world. Uh, but people want to know more about that. Where can they find that information at?
0: Oh, all you got to do is visit slate.com That is the best avenue to find everywhere we host the show and to get our awesome um, show notes if you listen to our weekly news episodes uh, and check out our upcoming release calendar. It's the best place to find where we're going to be talking about our next movie. Uh, like I said before, I'm pretty sure it's going to be The Flash so we got mm-hmm. an awesome release calendar there. No annoying pop-ups, no banner ads, none of that. It's just a tool that we built for ourselves that we wanted to give to our listeners as well. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts we're on facebook twitter instagram and you can get merch at superhearslate.com slash store chris if people want to follow you where do you think they could find you
1: at you can find me on twitter valdan 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 87 because i did this out of order because i have both show notes uh, for the news and <laughs> the movie i read them in the wrong order but yeah people know about you where can they find all that good stuff at buddy
0: well they can find me at Mike Royer design on instagram twitter and tiktok you can read my webcomic at liferewardsrisk.com. You can check that out. I try to publish every week if I can. And um, if you're a super fan of the show, we love our super fans. And all you have to do to be a super fan is you don't have to join some sort of spider cult where you're going around letting um, adults and parents and children you die. You have to all have you-
1: <laughs> a parent or an uncle die. That That's our rules. <laughs> yeah.
0: no, no, all you have to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week, folks.
1: That's right. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe